Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, Pastor John and I talk about the events happening in Israel, and we discuss this week's messages in our series entitled An Integrated Life. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to Armchair Preaching with John. Pastor John, how are you doing? Doing good. Good, good. Yeah, how about you? Good. It's very rainy outside. We yeah. are a couple of days late um, on the recording, but my yeah. fault. Uh, doing You've been some, on a study retreat. Yeah, doing a little study leave because, you know, things kind of get backed up, you know, when you're trying to plan out either sermons or or uh, or. Bible lessons. In this case, I was trying to get uh, some stacking up some uh, agape Bible study lessons uh, so that, that you know just kind of have them in in the rotation or in the in the on deck so that they're not you know they're kind of they're, they get the time that they deserve to get them done rather than you know you do a great job with your pot, with your pot. lessons and I know it takes time to kind of yeah. get your kid yeah. into that. Well, I enjoy it. That's full one of the, zone of uh, yeah. you know, you're going through a book of the Bible. Yeah. yeah, I enjoy doing that, and it's good to do that. But sometimes, because you enjoy it, you feel like you can't take the time to do it um, and give it its due. And so, uh, but that that's also not fair to um, the participants. And and so, I you know make sure to do that. And we've had to do that before too with with sermon preparation as yeah. well too. And, and that's um, actually why they give. That, that's why part of our package our terms of call includes space time space away yeah. to be able to prepare to do study leave. this was a study leave time yeah. away for you yeah and so i want to talk just a little bit about that and then we'll get into this week and, mm-hmm. and some of the nuances from this week specifically but you know we are almost to the end of this series yeah, right? this week and next week i think yeah so we just have a couple more uh long series but um, but because there's so many movements in it, and because it's it's not going through, I mean, this is more of like a series of um, one-offs, but with mm. a common kind of through thread, right? And uh, so, just want to talk to you about we we talked about sermon preparation on the weekly basis. You know, what does that look like? How does that play out? But like when you're doing and you're mapping out an entire kind of series, whether it's a four-week series or a six-week series, or this one I think is nine weeks, like what does that typically look like for you to map out the entire series? Like where do you begin? Mm -hmm. How do you kind of, you know, fill in the, fill in the, the scriptural kind of nuances. And then, you know, I know different series probably warrant different prep, but what does that look like for you? Well, the starting point is, um, that's something you and I talk about um, early on, is like, what's the larger framework? Or wh- where are we going uh, big picture-wise through, through the year? So there's a movement through the year, uh, which is interesting. Uh, just before we, you hit hit uh, record, I said to you, this is a good time of year because we are leaning into 2024 right yeah. now. So it's time for us to really map out big picture-wise the movements of 2024. We, and we were asking it to, to do that. We have talked about this before. To do that, we're asked questions about, are there books of the Bible? that we have not really 
you yeah. know, seen or or there are there types of uh, genres in the Bible that we've not really dealt much with, and so we may we may have one series that deals with some place that brings us up in our proficiency in those areas, and then are there certain topics or certain times of year that we want to deal with certain topics? Uh, so and and you know one of the things later things you and I talked about is like are there some things that are going to be have a more of a mass appeal mm-hmm. um, that are not so theologically narrow that they are going to which are really for the like the serious students maybe the mm-hmm. c- committed core but they're going to have mass appeal to to those who are curious about Christianity curious mm-hmm. about the church so we put all those together into a series and then to answer your specific question we get to the series mm-hmm. and um, sometimes it sometimes it's pretty straightforward yeah like the next series that we're going to do is is uh, has five themes to it yeah. that are, that come right out of the out of the history of the church mm-hmm. and so we just name those themes and then we go we go find um, we, we, we choose which of the scriptures that that um, illuminate those themes are you know, that we want to really focus on that that week so um, so that's and then we write out the narrative what that what each week is going to look like yeah um, but the week after the, the one after that is going to be Advent, yeah. Advent and Christmas, and as we said early on this year, that's going to be straight lectionary. Yeah, and lectionary is just a preset arrangement of readings from the Old Testament and the New Testament uh, that are assigned to each day, yeah. and that would include each Sunday. So we're going to do preset some of these preset readings from each of the Sundays, and so just looking through, um, and, and this this that one was broad enough, yeah, and early on that it, it was not that difficult to to sort of fill in the pieces so it's just that one's called glory yeah and this is all about the glory of god yeah and those and those seasonal ones tend they there's you already kind of have a a you know rough idea where, where you're headed if you're not doing the lectionary you know it is preparation for the birth of christ it's it's those types of themes you know whether we're going to do uh character studies mm-hmm. in, in that or we're going to do you know just kind prophets of yeah, or... prophets or are we going to walk through slowly the the pre the the build up in the narrative like in luke chapter one or matthew chapter one going into it you know there's there's a lot of different kind of angles for those um but the, the ones that are mid year i think those are the ones and you talked and we've talked about this before the arrangement is can be very critical because we we look at the, the church calendar the christian calendar which you have advent which is the beginning of the christian calendar big big season um big season of lent um you know the, there are some of these things and then you have this you know there are long, culture long period of time. yeah long period of time and then there are cultural things in the calendar that we just know are are part of part of our community and sometimes it's the community of the United States, or it's the community specifically of Lakeland. We, you know, most Mother's, people, Mother's Day, Father's Day type of thing. Mother's Day, Fourth Father's Day, VBS. Uh, yeah. You know, people are away a lot more vacations over the summer, but then people come back in the fall. You know, we we tend to we tend to um, lean into more of those broader series in times when we when when people's historic interest level in returning to church or trying out church or is is highest like the beginning of the fall into summer yeah yeah the the beginning of the fall into the summer um, as people relocate move places we see that uh, a lot so um do you find when you're going through like planning a series do you have to like break away are there certain series where you've got to like take take like a half day off site and just kind of map it out or can you pretty much just you know go through it and outline it or does it depend um mostly i have to get away yeah. there are some that come 
quickly more and naturally, that, are, that yeah. are that are easier to do you can get them done in an afternoon even yeah. if you just it's a, and it's us you know you did this current series so you know this yourself this is us sitting down with the scriptures with mm-hmm. the, the the flow that we've mapped out the general flow that we've mapped out sitting down with the scriptures and um and maybe a commentary or two and and a computer yeah and just sitting down and not stopping until we get done sometimes that happens within you know four or five hours or so we yeah. can put together a shorter series that, that is more clear that has a lot more sort of historical pieces there's a lot more literature available for it so it's sometimes it's much easier like i think the the five solos is going to be the next yeah. one we're coming to um but uh some of them are a lot you you got to You've got to work hard at them. So yeah. those are the ones I. And for those, I need to get away. Yeah, like you it, just did the past few days. I would need to do something like that. Yeah, and I and I and and I think there are certain book. You know, when we do books of the Bible, for example. I think that the, how, you know, we've done here, and this is uh, eons ago. Uh, um, we did a series um, on Habakkuk, right? So minor prophet, um, not one that people really. You know, it's not where people are going for their devotional life right, a right. lot, but we, you know, we felt like because of that, it's like you said, you know, where, what parts of the scripture are we kind of ignoring, or, or I don't say ignoring, but are we have we not not delved into, and and that was one. You know, it's it's easy to preach out of Paul, you know, it's easy to yeah. preach out of the Gospels, it's easy, you know, it's easy to preach some of the narrative passages in the Old Testament. Um, it's harder to preach out of some of those like you know prophets more right? obscure yeah uh, especially yeah. the obscure prophets yeah. right yeah have and, we done lamentations in a yeah, while we haven't yeah. done lamentations yeah. in a while or jeremiah in a while you know and and so we want to be careful not to proof text those too much so right we we have dived into and those are the ones we have to like okay we got to take like a full day and just right. you know one we got to make sure that we are uh, are really steeped in that particular right. book and we we know the the feeling of it as we're reading it as we're engaging it but then what is the you know what are the commentaries what 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 have some of those the those minds what have they said what are the debates what are the big question marks i mean i always come to those with questions you know like or any series i'm I ask myself a series of questions to say, we've talked about this on a weekly base, you know, in a, in a weekly study, but it's like, what are the questions that people are most likely to ask mm-hmm. in terms of not just the micro level of each week, but over the course of the series? And it's like in this integrated life series, when you uh, kind of open it up, you, you know, you talked about the, the image of the boxes, you know, the different mm-hmm. boxes. And, yeah, I heard and, you, use that. you used that this week. Yeah, so I, I did. Like, yeah. I used that this week um, because it, I don't, that was in a classic and I hadn't talked about it in that in standpoint vine. in vine um but but there are there are other there are, you know we think about well why are we even doing this series you, know, you have to like unpack the why of the series yeah. not just the why of the the, the weekly right and uh, sometimes that can be challenging to articulate in a in a short way right yeah Especially when it comes to a book of the Bible, like a really esoteric one, like people are like, why, why are we doing this one again? Anyway. In some ways, that's the hard part of doing something like a book of the Bible. Like, what is that larger theme and what's the sentence or two or that, that describes that larger theme? Because whatever it is, when in our weekly summaries, that's what we keep, we yeah, we keep coming keep back, coming what back is, to. It. Well, okay, remember, this is what we're trying to do here. I yeah. did, uh, you've probably done this. I know you've done long. Um, journeys through a book of the Bible yeah. in your agape class. Yeah. I don't recall how much we've done that in the sanctuary, in the, uh, in no, the no. worship services, no. but I know in the worship services I did two years in mm. the Gospel of John wow. and a series called Light in the Darkness. Yeah. 
not two, not say two years. Two years, we take a break for Easter. Yeah, we take a break for for for, for Christmas. We take yeah. we took breaks all along the way, but in between the breaks, we kept coming back to the light and the darkness. So, so we had a we had cheering that when I got to the end the end of the Gospel of John. Said, okay, it was great. Okay, let's do something else. Let's, let's talk about something else. Yeah. Well, and, and even in so in the 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 like the Bible class that I teach, the Agape class I teach, you know. For, for there are people that that that's like that's their jam right that's like they love that they they want you i mean i i will apologize that we only got through like one verse or three verses and like, don't apologize that. they're like we we that's what we that's why we're here for other people they're like dude i, I need to feel like i need to feel like i've accomplished something after yeah. five or six weeks you know i feel like i got I've, I've got a better understanding of the whole or something and that's fine you know that's fine but uh there's there's something to that with 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 sermons as well too you know we we think and i've heard people that you know they 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 stay in romans for yeah ever or, or you know and i could see that you know those are those are deeper deeper maybe this is a good time to put an appeal out to the listeners right now is that this is the time of year where we start framing up the entire year ahead yeah so if you have thoughts ideas yeah. messages topics um send them to john bibles uh yeah let me know send them to john let me know or, is, yeah. or, or is that you can exactly? send them to me but i'm yeah. just gonna send them to john <laughs> no I'm, I'm happy to hear them yeah. but you know th- that's that's why the integrated life series was is an interesting one because it is it's the the, the why is really what ties it together yeah. right and it was the thing that we keep hammering on or, or touching on at the beginning of the of each sermon you and I have both done this I think pretty much consistently throughout which is the reason that we're doing this is because our faith in Jesus Christ ought to inform every yeah. aspect of our lives it's not church on sunday or wednesday you this is how you framed it this week and then however you want the rest of the week other the other parts of the week and i think that really is it It, and it's and it's when i see myself doing that where where i'm i look back on something i did or said that day it's like dude where were you where were you there yeah you know that was that was your opportunity to be a be a man of faith a christian christian character and you just were ignorant or oblivious or just a, a jerk about it in that moment. So I see it in myself, or I'll just see it in other people as well. Yeah. Say, so, look, I've seen you behave this way one one way, and then look at you right now. You just lost your mind over something trivial. Yeah. And where where is that? That's not. There's no righteous anger in in what I just saw. Yeah. So when you see all that, you know, yes, this is this this is this is the overarching thing that we keep coming back. This is the why. Yeah. Because. The fact of the matter is, in myself and in others, there is an inconsistency in all, across the board being Christian, including, I mean, I think the money is, a, it was, is as good a topic as any oh, to yeah. say the, the consistency of, you know, am I am I using, am I give to the you know, to the church, but am I, what about how I give and what about the rest of what mm-hmm. I give? Is that, am I being consistent with that? So, it was, good, it was good self-reflective on all of these topics. Yeah. Self-reflection yeah. on all this. And like you said, this week we were talking about money. Before we uh, dive into the actual the actual sermon, you know, we 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 had, you know, it was a, a gigantic um, event historically uh, with with the invasion of Israel by Hamas over the weekend. Um, not re- not able to be reflected just because of what happened, you know, just the timing of things. Uh, Thursday recording for or Friday recording. Yeah. Uh, the events happened over the weekend. Um, we both. Um, I'd love to hear how because I didn't get to hear the ten, you know, the eight fifteen ten thirty. How you address that? At what point did you address that? Um, obviously. 
obviously I addressed it in before yeah. the sermon. Um, I did the same. Yeah, and and then Paul, you did the same with both the spoken. You know, this is what happened, and we were we were mindful of that, and and you prayed. Yeah, and then I did I. I dressed it at the very beginning of the ser- service during the announcements. I dressed it before the before the sermon um, in one of the services. I think um, trying to think back now. And then Paul prayed about it in the in the prayer time. He came in and sort of rewrote, re-wrote pra- it, yeah. his, his prayer time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's it's an interesting thing. So yours was not so. We, you know, in the way the vine, way vine is set up, way the modern service is set up, we have a, a an assistant that goes in there, and and uh, you know, it's always kind of a when whenever there's a something that has to be addressed like this, which doesn't happen thankfully super often, but it, there are times. You know, I think the 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 invasion um, of Ukraine by Russia was one of those times we did mm-hmm. we talked about it. Um, I don't, I never feel super comfortable handing that to. The assistant. The assistant, yeah. um, who is a lay, you know, it's always a lay person in Vine, at least it's always a lay person or almost always a lay person. Um, because I want to be able to frame how we say that. But then putting it right before the message also creates kind of this like, okay, the transition. I got to get from one to the other. Yeah. yeah, that creates. So thankfully, I just, you know, it, it added. The prayer and the greeting was a good good call on your yeah, part. Too. It added about seven, eight minutes of time into the, into the pat. But I was like, this is really. We need to address this. We need to feel this. We need to pray about this. We need to feel the weight of this, and then be reminded that we're in community together, so that we can talk about how we think yeah. about our money. But uh, you know, when you're when you're thinking about how to how to address those sorts of issues, and th- this one is, I think. I mean, maybe maybe other people disagree with me. I feel like this is a pretty cut and dry. This was the horrendous invasion uh, of a, of a nation um, with some. Just absolutely atrocious acts of violence. Um, yeah, I, especially that, targeting civilians. Hmm. How do you feel like um, you have to approach that from a pastoral standpoint? Um, in in bulk, this is one of those things where people don't think about when we're standing in those moments. This is not proclamation moment. This is pastoral moment. Yeah, but it's with a lot of people. It, it's like it's like it's like wholesale counseling with like two hundred people. Yeah, in 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 like three minutes. Yeah. Right. Um, so how do you approach those those things? Well, I would say this, uh, and I don't know how you felt on Sunday morning, but um, but the world was still reacting on on Sunday morning. Yeah. So we were still getting news and getting the, getting accurate news and responses and waiting to see what uh, Israel was going to do. We're only beginning to see some of those responses. And uh, I don't even really feel like I got a full glimpse into what happened yeah. on the weekend until going to this rally last night, last night with yeah. the um, there's a stand for Israel rally down at the synagogue which is or the temple Emmanuel's right down the street from us. So uh, uh, hundreds of people were were there and we got the inside baseball version of what's you know what's going on the insider view in other words stuff that's going on the major news networks mm-hmm. as bad as it was mm-hmm. and rabbi saying you just can't imagine the things that that we have we have looked at we have seen yeah. with our eyes the, the atrocities that were, were committed so it's a uh, we on Sunday morning we're still processing, processing it, a lot of that, yeah. and I think everybody was still processing it. So I think I think acknowledging it and having time in prayer, you acknowledged it and mm-hmm. you had a time of prayer for that. I think it was the best thing, yeah, you know, best thing to do. So I, 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 I that, that's how I. Pro- your question was about how do we how do we think about that? It's just like we we need to not 
not say anything. Yeah. We need to, to acknowledge it. We need to say what we know we can say mm-hmm. and then just pray like crazy. Yeah. And, and I, and I, I think that what you're talking about with, with, um, Rabbi Goldstein at Temple Emmanuel, our neighbors. We've had a long-standing relationship with this uh, with this synagogue, um, and don't we don't always see eye to eye on social issues, which is, which is okay. But this yeah. is one, this is one of those. This transcends all well, this, that. Yeah. Well, this is like one of those uh, living examples of the controversial the controversy uh, uh, um, sermon from a couple of weeks ago. You know, you don't have to see eye to eye on every. You know every issue that that exists in the world to stand with people in the middle of um, really horrendous uh, acts of violence that 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 you know that threaten um, their very existence you know yeah. as as people and and um, so there's a personal side to it you know there's a personal connection to it you know I, I mentioned Sunday you know my wife works for a large global company yeah. and, and we were driving back. Uh, we were driving. We were. I don't remember where we were driving, and she and I were talking about the the invasions um, there, and think more and more kind of little you know things were coming out, and she immediately thought of a coworker who's who's there, um, and was um, texting him, just asking because his wife is is also ill, and and uh, they you know so, and it's a small country, right? It's it, this is like we think about an invasion of like. A country and and uh, everybody feels it. It'd be like if somebody invaded the state of Florida, right? If if, if somebody invaded the state of Florida in, you know, your your former your former hometown of Dunedin hmm. or Palatka, we here would 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 be pretty freaked out. I mean, we yeah. would be, we would be feeling that. And that, right? that was brought out. The number last night was because of the. Size of 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 America compared to Israel, he said. Really, you take the number of deaths that have been experienced up to that point, fourteen hundred or so, whatever the number is, and multiply it times seven. Yeah, and that gives you a more accurate representation of what it would feel like to your country. Percentages. So, yeah. so fifty thousand people were yeah. were killed in one act of violence. Fifty thousand yeah. people were killed, and what was it? Three thousand people were killed in the yeah. with the nine eleven. Yeah. So it's it this, the magnitude of this for a country that size is just unbelievable when the geography of it too just feeling the threat you know like like if 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 you're living in a place like um you know uh tel aviv or or even jerusalem it's not i mean we're talking like you know what like a 30 minute 35 45 minute drive it's not we're not talking like hours and festival where everybody was was slaughtered was it was only a, a couple of miles away from the border the gaza gaza border yeah and so you know you know that's that's here to north lakeland yeah and, and that's the thing i think we we forget with a lot of these countries that are that are we we have it in our head that you know every country's gigantic and even like as as terrible as the war in ukraine is i mean the ukraine is much much larger and parts of ukraine are are not feeling the effects nearly as much as some parts of the ukraine whereas in israel if if one part is feeling it in in gaza you know around the sea of galilee there there's there's some pretty pretty uh intense nervousness and 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 you know they have an emergency government you know and, and a war cabinet i mean this is this is the type of language that is very scary when it's you know 
just a few scores of miles away from you and and you know what that does to your just daily life and and everything so and I, you know, I think I think everybody was and still is feeling that. That's mm-hmm. so coming back to the preaching moment is that that we we are some people. I've, I've talked to some people who said I really don't. I have I needed to get read up on all this to, mm-hmm. pretty quickly, and so they're beginning to see what you're saying. You don't realize how small this place is and how this is this will impact everybody mm-hmm. quickly, like yeah. immediately. Uh, and so so we as thousands of miles away still understand that Israel is a is a that Israel has been a strong ally of yeah. ours strongest ally, ally in the region and B as Christians we also realize that God has a special yeah. place for Israel so yeah. the, we know there's something special about Israel the apple of his eye mm-hmm. treasured is treasured people and so however you think through the the Israel and the ultimate Israel churches Israel that, that those kind of conversations we know that the bottom line is there's something special about Israel so it, it all affects our people and I think it was the right thing for us uh, sure. t- to do I mean I, I, we were texting the night before but mm-hmm. it, it wasn't necessary we were we were already going to do it yeah. yeah yeah so we were this you know it was just it was just the right thing to do because people were because we are in those moments trying to pastor our people through um, through some our own anxieties yeah yeah well it does bring us to the, the preaching moment this week uh, we were talking about the way faith in Jesus Christ affects our views of money and and I you know, this is the typical time of year where uh, stewardship, stewardship season happens, you know, and for those that are not as, um, you know, tapped into typical church calendars, I, I, I don't know about you, John, you get, you've been in a few churches. That, most churches I've been in, uh, late September to early November, there is usually a season of stewardship, right? And, and some some years heavier and harder than, than yeah. others, and some years uh, just a, a light touches, and just trust the people who, who understand how it works are going to continue to understand how it works. This was uh, this this particular message, though, and I think uh, – I, I, you know, yours especially, I, I felt like was more about, and not as much a stewardship message. There was obviously a stewardship piece to it, um, but it was a lot more about attitudes toward money, money and possessions and, and yeah. wealth. And and uh, you, you even went through the different kind of psychological meanings, meanings that money yeah. that we that we bring to money or money mm-hmm. brings to us. So as you're looking at this this uh, unpacking of this and we're looking at Matthew chapter six primarily for the the scriptural basis, you know, where were, where was your head at with this? We just came off of a, a, a church wide um, lunch where, you know, we did kind of lay out the vision for twenty twenty four and there was an opportunity for people to kind of you know, bring financial kind of commitments for the next next year. But where was your head at with this with this particular passage of scripture? Well, I think I suspect we we were in a similar place based mm-hmm. on how what we what we both said um, that that we can talk about the money, we can talk about you know, use of use of money, we talk about you know, amounts to give and how and why why we give. But until something internally shifts and, and yeah. gets gets what that's all about. Um, you know, we're never going to, in your words, learn to live with less or focus on the needs of others, not let our stuff distract us from the you know, need for a savior. You know, that's never going to happen. And if we are we are fixated on our money, and that's what what is most important to us, because until our until that it's sort of like this weekend's message. Until the inside yeah. is right, the outside is never going to quite 
yeah be right so so it was really about that and and I, I was self-aware I don't know if you think about this or thought about this this week is that the church takes it on the chin all the time Absolutely. for people to just say they're all all they want is money all they want is money so and I said something that explicit about it in my message but I am aware that that's what people think yeah. of the church wants I, I said it I said it I can't remember if I said it online or not, but I was very explicit in both services that that's just not true. Yeah. No, you were. And I and one of the things I really appreciate how you began the message was addressing that and why that's the case and then highlighting that that the reason that that's the the reason people have this um perception is because of the 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 light shown or the spotlight shown on places where it actually is like a legitimate concern. There are abuses. You know, you you talked about the pastor in Jacksonville and we, I mean, unfortunately we we could highlight a bunch of evangelists slash, you know, pastors who are flying around in private jets and, and things like that. And, and those are legit. I mean, that that's a legitimate criticism. We would all criticize that sort of behavior, but what's unfair about that is to, paint the entire movement in all churches in that in that light you know in that with that with that same palette and uh that i really appreciated because i I didn't really get into that because one i i I just didn't feel the the impetus to do that um although i think it does I, i think it does um i think it does bear mentioning to people just to kind of like undercut the well you guys are always talking about money which i i think it's of all the church of all the seasons of church I've been in. This is probably the one where we we probably refer talked about money the least, right? You know, in the last and 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 one of the reasons I think is what something you said. Um, we both kind of mentioned this, but you actually were pretty direct about this is a hard financial season for a lot of people because of economic concerns, um, inflation and yeah. and and market fluctuations, and so it's. It makes it difficult to figure out how to navigate that. So in your head, as you were, as we you were both, thinking, that, I, I, and we both dealt with that. Yeah. I'm curious how, how you thought about that because you you acknowledged the the fact that there was a six to nine percent inflation had yeah. been going six. It's been down. It's down now. The cost of milk was much much higher. How did you how do, how were you processing that very reality? That because that, that was really my qualifier up front. It's like the little caveat here. We understand. Yeah, we understand everything's been tough. Yeah, uh, but. But we well, also hear these these scriptures here that they speak to us, and I yeah. loved how you talked about it. Not to answer your question, I just no, asked no, right. for you that you just asked, but you, you talked about how even if you have little, it still can become a the distraction. The truth is yeah. still yeah. here, and, yeah. and we and we still have to have our heads right about about our money. Well, and I, you know, when I when I uh, when I was looking at this passage of scripture uh, from Matthew six, you know, Jesus is really diving. He's really targeting. Um, the religious leaders that the, he calls them hypocrites many times. You know, stage actor. I mentioned that a little mm-hmm. bit, but then I started thinking. You know, in this this part, um, verse nineteen. That's really the earlier parts of verse six or chapter six. But when he gets to verse nineteen, after he's still addressing their hypocrisy and how they will give alms in verse one, but then they'll still have the, all the trappings of comfort and society. But then, so he's addressing that and he's saying to the people, don't be like that. 
but he, I'm thinking of who he's he talking to. You know, so he, there's this group that he's talking about, and then he, there's who he's talking to, and he's not talking to a group of people for the most part who are very wealthy. You right. know, when, when Jesus is, it, it, you know, depending on how you view the Sermon on the Mountain and where it, I think l- they were they were up. there, but mostly they were the humble masses. Yeah, the working it, working class people. Yeah, well, and and and. Let I think one of the things that people miss in the Sermon on the Mount is actually when he's this is actually the the Sermon on the Mount is a series of lessons that Jesus is specifically teaching his disciples right it specifically refers to he taught his disciples they sat down but there's this larger crowd that's kind of overhearing the message right and in that is is yeah they're the religious leaders and. They're the the Pharisees and the Sadducees who are mentioned at the end of Matthew chapter 7 because they're amazed at the authority with which Jesus taught, not as their scribes. Um, But the majority of the people he's talking to aren't, aren't in like awesome financial like shape i mean they're they might be an okay financial mm. shape but we're talking about yeah. what, by by their standard middle to lower class sure. people I mean, right I mean, that's an agrarian an agrarian subsistence subsistence uh, living yeah. style anyway so they're just sort of making the living as best they can they're not, not hoarding this things this is not a, this is not the the, the lap of luxury folks not, you're not going to find that in galilee not much of that in galilee yeah yeah and that's and that's kind of where my my head was i was like well jesus is Jesus is. This is not one of those times where he's looking at the Pharisees and the religious leaders. This is. I mean, there are times we could have picked. You know, yeah. Jesus. You had James later on, which is a. An, an, it wasn't addressed to those yeah. who had means. Very emphatic. Um, James, salty, very salty. Um, but that's you know that was in my head. You know, Jesus is 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 talking to people who are not in extreme wealth mm-hmm. you know and they're not necessarily in extreme poverty either i don't think sometimes we think they're all just everybody that was around jesus was like uber poor but that's you know there were definitely some of that but not yeah, i always, not I always think of a working class yeah and men and women yeah. families hard-working families making living take raising their kids but you know they're not they're not loaded but they're not they're not starving. Yeah, and so that was kind of where my head was. And I think when we look at our congregation, we have that range of folks. You know, we have folks that you and I both know that are very, very well off. You know, and they, they're very, uh, they're very affluent. And then we know some that are scraping by. Um, mm. And then we have a good, you know, middle portion of our congregation that's in the middle. They're doing, you know, they 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 they're putting some money aside, but they're not. You know they're not living. They're not having driving super fancy cars or you know that sort of thing. What was your what, with that with that spread that spectrum mm-hmm. of people that 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 are in our church here? And I, I mentioned a little bit of um, we have some who are who are who are comfortable, have plenty of money, mm-hmm. and they're not worried mm-hmm. about about that. They've, they're good. They're set. And you got those who are cautious, but they're still set. And yeah. then the other extreme is that there are those who are just barely making. Yeah, they yeah. barely. What what was your hope for? That spectrum of people at the end of the at the end of the message, what, what would you hope that people would do? Well, I think it was similar how you well, how you when you went through all of the psychological kind of the five, the four different things, and then you added the fifth, right? So you had the, the four things of like status and security and 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 comfort and power, right? The, I think those were the four. Enjoyment that, was one of and enjoyment, <laughs> right? I think no matter where you find yourself on the economic scale, I, I think. Most people fall into one of those four categories mm-hmm. for the most part. I mean, I think, and 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 that's what I was trying to when I started talking about the 
you know, when I was looking at the at what Jesus talks about with the eye, you know, the eye, yeah. you know, some some commentators I obviously didn't bring this up in the message, but some commentators think that's an addition. It doesn't actually belong to this passage, right? It actually is something that Matthew inserted there. But I'm like, well, I I, I don't. It makes sense to me because the treasure of our lives, whether we have it or whether we long for it. See, that was the the thing too, is like, even for people that don't have the temptation for them is to be so fixated on what they don't have that they forget that God has promised to provide their needs and not their wants, not the desires, not the comfort, not the luxury. And so that's, I think where it goes back to what your, the categories that you mentioned, because when it comes down to, what can we what what does god want us to do to leverage what he's given us we've got to get past some of those other or, or we've got to put those in proper perspectives i don't think as and i like how you put it um there's nothing wrong with like material possessions having having wealth or having yeah. material material possessions there's no, nothing nothing wrong with having riches as long as riches don't have you yeah. that, that was the billy graham, billy graham quote yeah. um and 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 it's about perspective because there are folks who don't have a lot that are still pretty obsessed with 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 money, right? They, they're so fixated on what they don't have, um, and it's not a matter of not having their needs met. It's not. It's a matter of not having their the wants met, that extra level met, and finding that contentment. That's why I brought the the piece from First Timothy in. That's why I brought the piece from Matthew ten in when Jesus tells his disciples not to carry extra tunic or money bags or anything like that too, because God does want us to have our needs met, but it's not a matter of it's it's what is going to hold us back. So that was kind of my yeah, yeah. That was kind of my my my. I, I liked that, and I liked how you said you know, learning to live with less means that you get when you do that you you're not fixating on the things you're able to fixate on other things like the needs of others and making sure we have the the Savior. But um, you, I love how you landed with the uh, leverage what you have. Yeah. So I'm just imagining somebody's in there. We have some people who have a very modest lifestyle. Yeah. Have to say they're very humble lifestyle. They have very very little. Yeah. Um, but but I do what think you were saying was that, that you're saying that, that, the, if that if that's true, you have very, very little leverage what you have. Well, it's like the widow's might, right? Exactly. It's like the widow's might. It's, it's, and, and this is why it, we both mentioned this. I mean, we could have spent the entire time just pulling in references that Jesus makes with all of these things, right? We could have just pulled in more, like, you know, all more and more instances where Jesus talks about whether we have a lot or whether we, you know, the rich young man, you know, the, the how he said, you know, the man is trying to live, I believe, live a righteous life. following the re- rules and regulations. Following the rules and regulations. But there's this one hitch, right? This hitch is what he's got. You know, it's that this one thing. And and then you've got the, the, the widow who has almost nothing, but even what she has, she's willing to give. Be, now the the and I loved how you, you you talked about the story with your and it reminded me of the story of like what you said with your when your family was just you and your wife just starting out and two twin you know having twins oh, and yeah, on yeah, bed yeah, rest yeah. for four months. I mean that's one of those moments where you're like, well, we don't really have it to give, but we're giving anyway, right? I mean that that's a I think any reasonable any reasonable person and you talked about it like this it didn't make sense. No, it didn't. You know, because you're about to have twins, right? <laughs> it was, it was, we looked at each, still looked at each other, and thought, 
this is crazy, yeah. but let's do it. But that's faith, and that was, and that's exactly the point. So we're, we're going to trust. We're going to trust God. You know, like the Malachi passage. We're going to test test God and see what He yeah. does. And and you know, He it was. Yeah, it was again a uh, just a really powerful, powerful moment to say everything that we needed, even just the pregnancy. Every, I didn't talk about this, but even the pregnancy, you know, the, the what she was having these Braxton Hicks contractions oh, yeah. that she, were way too much, too early. That's why she was put on bed rest. Mm. And he said, "You got to put a monitor on." And she says, "Okay, what do I need to do that? Well, your insurance doesn't cover it. How much is it? Ten thousand dollars." Ten thousand dollars in nineteen whatever years, nineteen nineties, nineteen eighty nine. I said we can't. I mean, look, look everything I just told, told the church said we just went through all this. There's no way. And so we said, okay, we're just going to go without the monitoring. Well, four days later, the doctor calls back said I got the, I got the I talked to the the company and the, the the manufacturer of these things, and we're going to deliver one for you, and it's, it's covered. Oh my gosh! It's like. How did that happen? It's just, yeah. yeah, it's only. And only. sure enough, they were, but they, they mounted. She had a lot. Of, she was having a lot of contractions. He kept yelling at her, "Sit still!" Oh, so she goodness. was really in bed for for four months. Oh my goodness! So, but you know, we couldn't have done that. We couldn't have provided for for that, you know. And and we and yet it happened. And I'd, so, our, it was a huge thing for us to say, "Okay, God, we uh, we get it. We get it. We can't outgive you. Yeah. So we're just going to trust you with it." And so we haven't we haven't, we haven't looked back. You know, that's yeah. been our pattern. So. One of the things that I think was, at least in my mind, and I, I'm curious, like, you know, one of, we as a congregation have um, a fund. We talk about this, the Good Samaritan Fund, right? Yeah. And one of the things I don't, I hope people don't take away from this, because the Good Samaritan Fund is for folks that are within our congregation who come to our church on a regular basis um, in some capacity, and they just need help making ends meet. You know, right. they, they've got... Uh, I mean, we deal with, with all kinds of things. Um, people who have had their rent raised unexpectedly and, and, and people who have had car accidents and medical issues and they just can't make their, they just can't make their bills. And we're happy to do that. What I don't want people to hear is like, well, you know, don't, don't let your church take care of you um, in those moments of need, right? right? Yeah. We have, there, there's probably unlimited you know, needs that could be could be out there, and we have. And while it, there is a fund, and it's been very generously funded by by individuals, it is limited. Yeah, but we also we can only do so much. We can only do so much, and yet, and yet, we do want people if they're in need to come and talk to us, and because maybe we could be the answer to prayer, you know, and showing up, uh, you know, like the baby monitor at your door, you know, uh, because that's that's what we we hope to see. One of the things that you circled in, and I, it was in my notes, but we were whew, because of some of the Israel passages, some of the things like I was running out of time, and I did not get to the the Deuteronomy piece and the and the management. I, I, I oh, just yeah. briefly kind of mentioned that, but one of the big points that you made is God owns it all. That was that, that you you did say it. Yeah, yeah, I did say it, but it, man, it was like, several times. It was supposed to be a much bigger part mm-hmm. of the message with the Deuteronomy passage built in, and and I just didn't. I, I it was yeah. one of the things that I was like, well, here's here's where I'm gonna kind of slip it in there or I'm going to kind of like just sprinkle it in throughout. How did you want to frame that with people with Yeah, uh just just um again this is this the whole message this day and I think for both of us we felt the same weight of trying to communicate this message. It's about and you know where your eyes are, what you're what you're seeing, it's about where your heart is, you know, if you got your you if you're going to find figure out where you spend your money, that's you can figure out what your heart's all all about, but it is about the heart. Mm-hmm. And in that case it's a, in that case, it's about how do you even process things you call your own? Yeah, 
you know, if you, you ownership, said it, ownership, it's about yeah. ownership, yeah. You know, and and that's a big that's a big question because is I mean, you and I both said that the God is the one who owns it all. So yeah. if if I in my honest moments, I mean, I I, I still shorthand and say this is my suit that I'm yeah. wearing or yeah. this is my house that I live yeah. in. But the long hand of that is that this is the house that has been entrusted to me by God. Yeah, for a season, for a season, and He yeah. has allowed me to live in this house, and so I want to be a good manager of that and just, you know, take care of it, but also use it for His purposes. Yeah. And uh, that. That's a that's a game changer, and that's I wanted to get that out and and uh, and you were the one you you had uh, texted you know a week or two before this yeah. uh, before the, we we shifted the Exodus passage for that Deuteronomy passage because that Deuteronomy passage the second part of it really brought out that that you know, look, piece, everything yeah. is mine yeah yeah and you I love you all you're yeah. my people. But everything is mine. And that just really um, to hit that point and just remind everybody of that. And again, that spectrum of people that you talked about earlier. These yeah. we got wealthy people in this congregation. We got very modest, humble people, in, uh, financially uh, humble in this congregation, and all of them needed to hear the exact same message. Yeah, you wealthy people, it's not all yours. In yeah. fact, none of it's yours. None of it's yours. Yeah, it's been entrusted to you. Do well. Yeah, manage well. You you who are humble and poor mm-hmm. working poor whatever um whatever you have yeah. whatever you have it's not yours yeah what you do have is not yours yeah but you use that well so that was that was a i think that's a hard i, I don't know i think that's a uniquely difficult lesson for americans to hear oh gosh i, I mean I, I don't know i i would say just in the west in general but I, I would especially say in the united states um because we have so well, I mean, even I mean, the, the very the very foundation of our country has been about land acquisition, yeah. right? And, Started and, there, then we shifted to the market industrial revolution and yeah. the market economy, and so the market economy is dependent upon people buying and yeah. buying goods, so that to support the market the market economy, the buying the goods means stuff, and stuff yeah. means your house is full of you know. Stuff. stuff, yeah, and it's and it's and it's you know the the high the high value placed on home ownership rather than renting, car ownership rather than yeah. you know I mean all of these different things like you know we we and I don't know the other I, I I do know for a fact that you know there are various parts of other cultures like especially in the east and and in 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 the southern hemisphere they don't struggle with this concept of they don't own anything because yeah. they literally don't own anything yeah. i mean and they know that they're they don't own it so for them to for you to say for me to say for the bible to say you're just a manager of this or you're just a steward of this for the season they're like yeah well of course but for for the united states that's like wait a minute um my name is on this and yeah. i've got myself a 30-year mortgage and i paid this off you know and and i've worked for 40 to 60 hours 80 hours a week for the last 25 years yeah it's mine um <laughs> one of the one of the editing room floor pieces one of the pieces that didn't make it in was the prayer from jimmy stewart in shenandoah oh yeah i don't know if you've seen that that, uh. that bit but it, but it has it's jimmy he's a, he's a widow uh, widower and his wife before she died said raise him christian yeah and so the kids he's got 10 kids or so they're around a dining room table and the kids say we should pray and he goes oh and begrudgingly he said and then his prayer was basically like god we worked this land we worked this we did all the work we did all, we did all this harvesting but we did it all ourselves but we thank you not just the same <laughs> it's just that, it's the idea that it's all mine i did yeah. all this all the stuff you had nothing to do with it yeah. god yeah and we're trying to shift that and it was a great comedy i think in that in that in that scene and i'll use it somewhere else so yeah. everybody acts surprised if you hear yeah. um but it's there's so much truth to it as well look it's sure. all mine I yeah. did all this work. I yeah. did all. I did all the work, and yeah. and we're saying, 
No, you yeah, didn't. Well, you, and, and I mean, what, yes, yes, you did, but no, it's not yours. But and, well, even and, and that's this is the hard part for people. I think is even the ability to do the work to acquire what you have. I mean, where do you get that? It's like it's the it's the Exodus four. You know, um, Moses is going back and forth when God is calling him to to be the 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 liberator of the people. Um, Exodus three, Exodus four, to be the liberator of God's people. And, he, and he's like, well, I can't. You know, I, I I'm not. Oh, I his, can't spoke. And he goes, yeah, well, who, do think, yeah. who do you think gave you your mouth? Who do you, I mean, he's like going through. It's like the, even the body that you have is not yours. So the ability to work, the ability to to earn, the the, the, the educational yeah. opportunities, those are all gifts. And and um, you know, it shifts how we think about giving and how we think about charity and how we think about giving to other people because the the opportunities we have had afford us the position to have you know better lives than maybe others who are not in that same position so we have an uh, uh, kind of a, a, a faith-based um, uh, motivation to reach out to, to elevate others if we possibly can so it's just there's a whole it's so many things attached spider to yeah. web of, yeah. of things that could could go into this as well too so it's um much the same as how it's going to be this week because we dive into maybe I don't say quite as touchy a topic, but still pretty. I think it's harder for people is the idea of, of our words, right? Yeah. It's the integration of our faith with our words, and I would say more so today than ever before because we are people that like to just shoot off text messages really quickly or shoot off emails. Yeah, really our quickly. words can go global quickly. Very, very quickly, so, very quickly, and it's you know it, people lose their jobs over careless, thoughtless words, and um, so that's that's what we're going to address this week. Um, we have this week, we have next week. John, you're in Vine, um, Vine this, this week. week. I'm in Classic this week, um, so we're flip flopping um, for a week talking about words and then we have one more week in the series and then we'll be getting into the five solas the <laughs> the onlys the yeah. onlys of our faith and uh, that'll be that'll be really fun as we then move into advent as you said yeah. the, the the year 2023 just it's just wrapping up flying Come, by. coming to an end so get, it's time, got time to start thinking about uh, christmas presents That's already right. yeah yeah christmas yeah. plans well john i appreciate it if anyone has missed uh, any one of our messages in in this series or any series they can head to fbclakeland.org go to the worship page and the sermon archive tab you can watch complete uh, classic or modern worship services um there and uh, we do encourage you to head to your favorite podcasting platform uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, and subscribe at those platforms so you can be notified when a new episode drops. You also have the opportunity to like it, review it, and share it with your friends. Share the share the share the uh, the worship services as well too. Give people the opportunity to hear uh, both sermons and and yeah. make this part. Uh, apologize to everybody that we're a couple of days late on this, but uh, still valuable. And we'll be back in just a few short days with That's uh, right. with. The conversation on words, right? Yep. John, thank you once again. Thanks, Zach. And we'll talk to everybody next time. Bye, everybody.